my hearty monkey, Tane Hotaka. Welcome to the panel RNZ National. That's right, every time you hear these horns, it's the panel. Wallace Chapman with you. Today, increasing concern over increased mental distress within the health profession. Doctors are suffering guilt for events that are beyond their control. This outlined in the New Zealand Medical Journal today. Also, pay councillors more, lower the voting age, and take running elections away from councils. Just some of the ways suggested in what's been described as a radical shake-up in local government. And former Blackfern, Louisa Wall, on what she's seeing in the Rugby World Cup, as well as the stoush over the rugby scheduling clash. Louisa Wall played 15 tests for the Blackferns. And a mum of two refuses to switch seats on a plane so a family could sit together. Marissa Friedman said a family of three wanted her to move from her allotted seat so they could be closer together. She had specifically booked the seat, so she said no. Should Marissa have moved? The answer is, of course, no, she should not have. What about you? Text me, 2101, email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me today, Peter Field, Head of School, Humanities and Creative Arts at the University of Canterbury. Peter, kia ora, good to have you on the panel. Yes, but I'm no comedian. Well, you don't need to be because we've just, in a scheduling clash, we have just the person lined up for you, <laughs> Alan McElroy, who is comedian, quote-unquote, also a quiz master. He asks the questions that no one can answer. Alan, welcome. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah. Hey, speaking of quiz, here's one for you then. How many chimneys did the the Titanic have? Two. Did it? I don't know. I don't know. It's a guess. (laughs) Do you know what? I'm actually at the computer right now on Zoom. I'll Google it for you. I don't know the answer to that. Peter, you would know this, wouldn't you? How many um, chimneys did the Titanic have? Why in the world would I know this? If Wallace, if you don't know it, no one knows it. Do you know, the question came up. I had four tunnels. But only three of them were functional. The Rubbish. fourth one was just showing off. That, that, that's, that's the com- internet. That's a comedy page. Let me know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> to this, we chatted yesterday about what makes a good footpath. We had an urban planner on who researches footpaths around the world. Um, Needless to say, a fair response to that. Footpaths broken by tree roots. Auckland Council told me I could get a builder to even surface with some structure, and when I wanted to sell, they would attend to it. I also think they said if the property was going to be developed, they might remove the tree. I think that was the case. I get around with a walker, and broken, uneven tarmac is a really big risk to me. Another one here. My job is checking the footpath. Three things. Don't make them out AC. Don't know what that means. Don't park on them. It breaks them up. Interesting. And more of your rates are needed to fix them. Last, when planting trees next to them, compact the ground between the path and the tree to redirect the roots. That is great advice. And John and Whanganui says, uh, between London Street and Dublin Street on Victoria Ave, the town's main street, the footpaths are really badly damaged by tree roots and further obstructed by electric scooters parked willy-nilly. 
all over the footpath. As an older person who lives in the area, both my wife and I find it difficult and alarming when taking our daily walk. Let's start with you, Peter, um, because um, uh, 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 my brother who lives in the Michigan area, has lived there for, uh, resides there for many years now, he says, it's really weird, Wallace, uh, in there, and also in LA when he was there, he said, the weird thing about um, the US is that they'll have these massive highways, all these big wide street boulevards, but the footpaths are really, really small. I didn't notice that in New York per se, but have you noticed that? Right. So New York is really quite different. New York is uh, Manhattan, you mean, really. is Yeah. Uh, got plenty of foot, and so, much, so much foot traffic, in fact, that it, it surprises you. You can't get on the sidewalk sometimes <laughs> when it's busy. But for most of the rest of the United States, uh, it is not pedestrian friendly. People are right. in cars, and that's the nature of America. It's a big place, and people don't walk. Uh, okay, yes, that was his, he saw his reflection on that. He said it was quite strange seeing a very tiny little footpath against quite a wide street. Alan, what does the footpath mean to you? Uh, I, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I accept that. There's a lot of scooters. That does my head in trying to walk anywhere and there's a scooter coming up behind you and they're ringing the bell as if you have to get out of the way. I'll block it. But the thing that annoys me most about some footpaths is how slippy they are when it's wet yes. and to the extent where they will have a sign saying slippery when wet don't make it slippy That's I've right. slipped about four times don't make it slippy absolutely dangerous there was I've talked about it before they're changing it now but George Street and Dunedin those types of um, um, tiles where there's a coating oh my goodness me it yeah. just yeah. rained yeah rained slightly you could fall over very easily uh, regarding under insurance many today might not be able to replace their home uh, if an emergency happened. We talked about that uh, this week on the panel. Uh, regarding insurance, my understanding is that, says one, if your bedrooms burn down and they comprise half of the square meterage of the house, you do not get half of the insurance value because the kitchen and bathrooms are worth much more. It happened to an elderly neighbour. And Valerie says, once we noticed a glow behind the dimmer switch, the electrician said, turn the electricity off and get out of the house. Five minutes later, he was there. The wood was burning behind the wall. It was a lucky escape. Wow. It makes you think. Uh, and um, I think that you're a homeowner as well. Alan, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, yep. I don't know about you. If something happened to your house, uh, heaven forbid, it would be very yeah, hard to I replace it. It would be, and you know, and my house is one of those houses that feels like it's made out of cardboard. Uh, if if something happened, it would go up. But I don't have any insurance, and I I dealt with a insurance guy who tried to he tried to sell me on the idea. He said, "How much do you love your TV?" I said, "I love it," and he said, "How would you feel if your TV was stolen?" But I've got three or four fire doors to get through and two flights of stairs. If someone managed to break into my place and steal my TV, I'd hire them to help me move house next time because it's a hard job. I don't I don't have any insurance. I'll get car insurance. That's as far as it goes. That's about it. But your house is insured? Nah. Well, I don't what? know. It just is what it is. Yeah. What? It's fine. You don't, you don't, something hang happens. on. Hang on. You don't even know? Hang on. You hang on, Wallace. Of course I don't know. I managed to buy a house. That's all. That I, I'm happy I reached that achievement and then I'll carry on with life. This is ridiculous. Uh, this is, yeah, this this is, is the high point life, of the panel. Life, yeah, this life, is really, really is stupid, sometimes. Alan. This is, no, um, it's not. It's life. <laughs> I've got stuff to do. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't be Googling that.
I'm, I'm just still Googling how many chimneys the Titanic has. That's what I'm stuck on right now. Well, Peter Field, I think we need an intervention, don't you? <laughs> yes, a I'm a grown-up. I, yeah. I own a house and it's insured. But is insurance, it? look, the main one is you hope you never have a claim so that your your rates are going to helping other people who have had claims. And if you do, then insurers are, and lawyers, you got to get them involved yeah. and try to do the best you can. When was the last time, can I ask you a question, but when was the last time that you actually said, hmm, I've got to actually have a bit, a bit of a look at how my how how much my house is worth because we might need to um, reevaluate the insurance. Yes, well, I'm a Christchurch resident, so we've actually gone uh, through yes. the crisis of uh, having a house rebuilt. So, uh, uh, yeah, we, you, we do course. this frequently. And, in fact, the insurance has changed so that we now actually have to value our house as opposed to a rebuild. So yeah. it's a good question you ask. And if you're doing a public service announcement, Wallace, you're urging people to have a look at that, chat yep. with their their insurance agent, uh, except for Alan, who, of course, doesn't have one. Did no, you hear I, the... I know because the real estate people send me letters every week telling me how much it's worth because they're trying to – sell it and get commission. So I kind of know how much it is worth, but... Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, send Peter and I a picture of your house and we'll try and decide the value of it. There you go. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will send it to you and I'll have to show you the, the, the walls, the cardboard walls. Uh, you have to see everything. But it's, uh, it's a lovely little house. So you, you, you stopped cooking meth in your basement, I hope, Alan. Yeah. Oh, and I've moved on to heroin at this okay. stage. All right. Meth is too high energy. Thank you, Alan. Now, do you do dishes at a hotel? I said no. Leave it to staff. I'm on holiday. I'm not touching them. Got a bit of response, needless to say. Wallace, we wash our dishes in any paid place we stay and leave on the bench so that the housekeeping staff know what we've used. We dry down the shower anywhere we stay. We leave the used towels in the pike in the shower when we leave, says Helen. Um, Wallace, it's just called respect for the workers by cleaning up after yourself. You should try it. It makes their day when they see you've been tidy. Human connection, there is nothing more important. Uh, Wallace, I agree with you on this. I don't want to be eating off dishes that the last occupants licked clean, <laughs> says Kev. I'm not saying that that's what I do, uh, but I was just saying that it's not my job to um, tidy up when I paid for a little getaway. Uh, I always leave any type of accommodation clean and tidy without going overboard. Towels gathered in the shower, dishes done, put away, beds pulled up. Cleaning staff are likely not paid that well, so it's a way of respect the rest of the important work they do for those of us more fortunate. Jill Kiora, thank you very much uh, for that. And Graham says, Wallace, how about a decent power battle this Friday? Once and for all, instead of that usual soft rock stuff that you play. I recommend... <laughs> Oh, you got a, good taste, Wallace. See? Someone thinks so. I Someone do. thinks so. Thank you, Peter. How about Tears for Fears, an 80s-driven synth piece? Well, Graham, I'll have you know that we thought long and hard about this afternoon, and I, we, we have picked the best of the best for you at 4.32 today. Listen in. You'll be amazed. It's time for I've Been Thinking. Let's have the voice reason first, Peter Field. Right, so Wallace, let me ask you as a, as a beginning, would sure. you say yourself that you're on the left or the right wing of the political spectrum? Oh, uh, you know, 27 years of media full-time, never been asked that question, but I can tell you something, Peter, never been part of a party, never contributed to a party. Who did I vote for last time? Can't recall. Who will I right. vote for next? Who knows? Right. Well, I'm you know, all actually, over the place, it, Peter. It, it's very interesting. So we've just had our students finish their academic year, and Increasingly, they're definitely not labor or national, yet they have strong political in inclinations. 
So I've started to work with them to think about political psychology as a way of understanding left wing and right wing. So I'll just test this out on the two of you. If there are two police cars down the end of a street and you're driving, if the first thing you think is, "Uh uh-oh, what have I done wrong? then you may be close to the anarchist or on the left side. And if you're thinking, oh, thank God, there's some order finally here, pull over the drunk drivers, then maybe you're closer to the statist and right-wing side. Something like that That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, Do you think, just before we move on to it, just briefly, do you think um, we should be beyond the left Right spectrum, that it's actually a lot more nuanced. And actually, people are quite complex. They have a mix of both. Well, I think that's a very good point, but I still think the idea of trying to tie your basic political sentiments right. maybe to your psychology and whether you tend to be confident or more cautious, whether you want order or you don't want right. order, I think those things will never go away. So I think it is more nuanced. You're right. But I think we ought to look at it as tied more to our basic sentiments instead of global ideological currents. Very interesting. All right. Um, Ellen McRoy, I've been thinking. Uh, well, my parents are over for the first time in 10 years. Uh, so after the lockdowns and borders being closed, they've come over. My daughter's making her uh, confirmation. Actually, can you ask your listeners, what's the going rate to give a kid for a confirmation? How much money? Or do you give kids money in New Zealand? Anyway, I'll leave that there. But my well, family no, no, are no, here. There you go. There you go. I would, I'll, I'm putting it out to the, uh, to the panel listeners. 2101. Yeah. How much money do you give for a confirmation? How you, much money? you wouldn't give anything, would you? Like, well, I, I will. Uh, but someone told us that you give them gifts. So I don't really know what to do. But it's on Sunday, so I need the answer quick. Uh, and Put it in a card and then she sorted. But yeah, it's great having tourists here again and being able to show my parents around this country. And we're having a great time. Okay. Confirmation gift presents. Um, what about... What about... Um, a supermarket voucher, thirty dollars. Nah, she doesn't go shopping. She's only right. nine. Oh, I see. Right. How about a, a bottle of wine then? Mm, oh, she no. loves wine. She does shopping. No, no. Yeah. Can I tell yeah. you? I, I I accidentally bought my dad's uh, Indian herbal uh, uh, Viagra. Can I tell you that? Yeah. He's getting so, over it. I just did. So does we we all have anxiety in the family, and I've been taking this uh, herbal pill called ashwanga, I think it is, uh, because I have a manic brain, and I never, I don't read, and if I'm reading a long word, I only read the start of the word, and I don't, I don't finish the word. And I accidentally bought ashwili or something else, and I gave it to him. I said, "This is good for your anxiety." Tell and then us he how. Google it and realize, realize that uh, it all helps right. sperm production. The panel. So that's what I did. I bought him that. <laughs> 